Hello, listeners. This is Dan speaking. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, I just want to take a moment and make a correction from last week's episode. Uh, last week, I incorrectly stated that the single Believe from Cher was originally placed on a Greatest Hits album as a first release. And I would like to correct that in saying that Cher did not put that on a Greatest Hits album. It came actually as the title track from her 1998 album, Believe. Cher, I'm sorry for the confusion. And now for the show. Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and with me tonight to discuss the freshly released Hoff the Press 2023 Riverhounds footballing schedule, I got a pair of cold people. First off, it's Yak. What's good, my Yak? Yost, it has been a while. I have been in off-season form for the off-season podcast, but it's good to be back. Yeah, I know Wednesdays aren't normally good for you for recording, so we're doing this on a Tuesday, and uh, because you're staying all up to date on your your Mighty Dukes. Yeah, um, we're not going to talk about that today. Okay, fair enough. Anything else you want to bring up? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm hanging in there. I got my share correction out there, so I feel better. Got that off my chest. Um, I hope she accepts your apology. I'm waiting for the email. Very sincerely. Yes. No, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, like I said, we got a schedule here. There's parts I like. There's parts I don't like. There's one part I'm gonna probably get a little ranty about. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but also join us this evening. Uh, Houndsy being the first uh, between us and the Hounds to to make a January signing, fresh off uh, her trial, past the physical. And uh, we signed terms. Ariana, what's good? Hello. Happy to be back. Excited. Yeah, happy to, happy to be here. What, um, you know, we extended the, uh, the offer, the invite, and you, you foolishly accepted. Um, at what point will you probably I be did. regretting that? Um, right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's, I'm excited. I, uh. It's, I've never done a podcast before, so, you know, see how this goes, getting into it. All right. We'll see. Hopefully no one chases you off uh, too quickly or you, you just, you know, uh, burn the bridges with all of us because you get sick of our bullshit. But on our way to uh, find out if that happens is to just start doing the damn thing. And this week that means looking at a schedule. Uh, recording this Tuesday evening. Schedule came out Monday at 1 p.m., 34 games, uh, 24 of them, I'm sorry, 22 of them against teams in the East, another 12 against teams in the West, um, and so it's it's in many ways a schedule unlike what we've ever seen before, just with the number of uh, cross-conference and, and long travel uh, situations, and there's a lot of quirks along the way as well. Uh, Yak, we'll start with you. Uh, Kind of just overarching big picture. What do you think of of this schedule? You know, it's thirty four game glory. Um, I gotta say, like, I'm a little annoyed. Uh, structurally, it's not to the team's benefit. I don't think because they're gonna have long stretches of being out out in the town on the road, and they're gonna be here forever. Um, and it's not conducive both to the team or to me. Because uh, I'm going to be out here sweating at, at the summer games and to get some kind of soccer exhaustion, I think, from <laughs> attending so many games in a row. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, we're all going to be sick of each other by the time July wraps up, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think the last time we, we've. I mean, there's probably something very obvious, but I mean, seven matches, seven home matches in a month. That's. That is certainly pushing it, especially because June isn't anything uh, 
anything light either. Ariana, uh, big picture, what uh, what jumps out to you? It's something similar. Um, you know, we have a really heavy home summer. I mean, not even home. I mean, back-to-back games. We have long stretches of games back, you know, within two weeks of each other, and, and it just seems a lot back and forth for the team. And for us being out in, in the heat, or for some of us who, who have jobs that, you know, take us away during the summer summer hours, but uh, yeah, I, I think that the two, the two heaviest packed months are going to be hard on, on both us and the team. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a job on the livers, to be sure. Uh, but to make up for all those uh, compacted home games in the summer months, it is. Who this this season starts off uh, a bit interesting. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, away at Birmingham on a Saturday, the following Saturday, away at Memphis, so we get both ends of that little uh, rivalry that's going on. Uh, then we open up at home. On a Friday, the 24th, and then two more away games uh, at Tulsa at Colorado Springs. So that's four of the first five matches on the road uh, with a Friday home opener in between that. Ignoring for the moment the quality or lack thereof we think of some of these teams, that's that's not an ideal way to me to to start off the season. Just uh, even for a team that doesn't normally start at at home that much four of the first five at, on the road is that's a that's a pretty harsh pull and if you want to expand that even more it's four of the first five and you can wake it up to um what five six seven eight of the, the first, first ten nine. uh being on the road so that's it's gonna be watch party central for the first stretch of the season i remember <laughs> we'll be able to talk about the standings after two home games uh, or before you play a third home game might be the better way of saying it. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't not think many, not many of those are close either. The team might bust to one or two of them. That's a lot of flights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who did in that first? I mean, the first five. Maybe I don't. They'll probably drive to Memphis. Maybe. I mean, they might be on the plane yeah. for all. I mean, I, again, I don't know what. I can't remember what they did last year, or if we kept. You know what? It'd be interesting to go back and look at that now. There was a tweet that the the Hounds put out right before the schedule came out last year that had all that. They had homes for the home games. They had buses for the games they're going to bus at, and planes for the, the games they're going to fly to. You could almost cross reference that tweet from a year ago to figure out uh, if they would fly or drive to Memphis or some of these places. Uh, talk about the first home game, Yost. Uh, how do you feel about it? So, I on the the podcast last week, I was probably a little more up for it and excited just because we had just gotten the home opener and there was kind of just a rush of just happiness to have it and have it on the have it officially on the calendar and all that good stuff and know who we're playing. Um, a week now removed from that. Uh, and with looking at some hard dates on the camera now, I'm I'm a bit annoyed, frustrated. Uh, you really get one or two dates on the calendar that will be your your start at noon tailgate, and I will be there at noon. I'm I'm already planning on taking a half day and be there for that. But it is definitely going to make it a, a muted um, home opening tailgate in celebration. So I I yeah I'm. I'm less happy about it than I was a week ago. Um, you two in the same camp or, or not? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a Friday. I'm going to take off. I'm taking the day for PTO. I've already put in the request. Um, so I'm going to make a day out of it. Maybe a week because Memphis is close enough. I could theoretically travel. You know, that's one of the early games that 
there's a lot of games close enough that we could travel to as a squad or, or, or individually or, or whatnot. But I don't, I don't know. Friday for a home opener seems almost as weird as a Wednesday. I mean, maybe more so because it's so close to the weekend. Um, I don't, I don't know. It'll, it'll be definitely a weird feeling. I think that. I think I was looking at the other, the schedules in the city to see if you know we'll be competing with anything, and if it were Saturday, we were going to be competing with something. So maybe that is a leg up uh, for Friday, but. We'll just have to party all weekend. It'll be the start of of an awesome weekend. Yeah, you gonna make it a full day affair on uh, on that Friday? I'm gonna make it close to it. I'll probably take a half day, if not a full day off. I don't want to pee pee poo poo it too much because I, I'm open. Because I don't want to like, I want to be open to change. I want to give Fridays a shot, but I definitely would have preferred the home opener not to have been a Friday, um, because like. To see everybody for the first time, like right at 12 or right at 1, so many people show up real early. They make the whole day about it. You know, it's like coming out of hibernation and the parking lot's real full real early. Um, not everyone's going to be apparently as lucky as the three of us who seem to have the ability to take off that Friday or get off super early and be there for the whole day like it would be normally. And people will be trickling in at odd times or something. Um, and those of us who can't and get off at five or whatever, and they're going to like try to, they're going to have to rush to get there. And it's, it's not going to be the same feel. I don't think I'm, I'm worried. It won't have the same chutzpah as most home openers. Yeah, most likely not. Um, and I, I'd be not that I'm like demanding answers on, on this front, but I'd be curious what the thought process, um, for that was, I mean, they are playing, the following Tuesday, uh, it's at Tulsa. So I, I see the advantage in playing that Friday as, as opposed to, to Saturday. And maybe that's simply what the reason was, was just as the schedule bore out, uh, you were going to get a midweek game um, that next week. So um, it's just easier to make the, the game before that a Friday. With the game being at Tulsa, that's a place they don't control the stadium, so that date may have been more dictated than anything. Um, for, for what it's worth, the Penguins are playing the next day at home on Saturday the 25th, but they're not the previous week. So you know, even if we like to start on the road, there's no reason why we couldn't have had it on a normal home Saturday on the 18th if we're trying to avoid the Pens. Yeah. So I mean, I, I doubt the Pens w- would be the reason. I mean, there's plenty of t- There's been plenty of... Hounds Pens conflicts over the years. Um, so yeah, maybe it is just the Tulsa, or or there's some other maybe a stadium. Maybe, maybe they got some sweet concert coming in that we don't know about yet, or something like that. Who knows? I'm here for it. I will say, and I didn't think of this until you mentioned it. Yeah, the we will probably can be competing in the parking lot with. Pittsburgh workers because usually they're, I mean, when when I drive past during, you know, in the middle of the day during the week, there are plenty of cars. Now, whether that be stadium staff or whatnot, but I'm pretty sure they open that lot for employees of wherever. So we might have to compete with some of those. They do. And it'll be by no means full or close to it. But there's not there's there hasn't been a large contingency of people showing up for these games at noon because normally when this happens it's normally on like a Wednesday game, so people get there at three or four they're leaving and we might have to play a little like maze kind of thing. There will definitely be cars there. There's there's going to be a decent amount. You are correct there. That is a good call, especially because if if we want to get some sort of, of block of you know um, a dozen spots together. That might be a, little, a bit more it challenging. Makes, it makes me wonder if we reach out to, you know, someone and see if there's a possibility of saving even a dozen seats or a dozen spots. Yep. You know, at least for the beginning handful of, of Steel Army folks. It's a good call. 
Uh, absolutely good call. And I, I had not even thought about that till now. So, yeah. Uh, that's the opener. That's the the crap ton of games uh, to start the, the season on the road. Um, another thing we were all talking about this uh, a little bit uh, before we hit record. There is a number of instance, instances in this schedule where we see uh, an Eastern Conference opponent twice in relative short succession. Um, I mean, Birmingham is that's twice in in the first quarter of the season, uh, March 11th, May 13th. So it's still two months apart, but it's still in the scope of the season, pretty close together. But um, there are some other ones that are a bit more uh, egregious. Louisville, uh, July 1st, and then whipped right back around to the 12th. So uh, what? Uh, I guess you could say 11, 12 days between those. And then Hartford, August 12th and 23rd. Um, and that's... I really don't like this at all. Um, I know they brought up on Mongols a little bit about... Especially with the Louisville, if, it's, if you're playing... You know, which could be some of the bigger games. All of a sudden, one side has a has a key injury, and now you're losing them for for both. You know, sides of that home and home, or that you know two game set. Um, or if just the teams in just in, like in a bit of a funk for for a short bit, now you're um, you're maybe taking taking both losses mainly just because those games are put so close together. I I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, Yak, your thoughts on that? Um, do you think these games um, are more of a coincidence, or are they almost purposely placed from USL, perhaps in hoping to call culminate beef of some sort in case some kind of on-field shenanigans or even fan bullshit happens at the first game? Oh, guess we got to deal with these bozos a week and a half later, and it's. Two teams you would kind of think about relative to the Hounds that it could be possible. Louisville is more obvious from our vantage point. Hartford, Hartford people don't like us, at least our team very much. They, there's a chance they might look forward to those two day, those two games that we play them twice in quick succession, like with uh, with open eyes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's a possibility. I I I think it's less likely than 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 it is i i won't say it's 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 it certainly isn't zero percent chance especially when they're having the hounds open right back at birmingham like clearly the, the league wants to drum up some rivalry interest in how they play some of these matchups um so i think it's a possibility i just i feel like from just like a sporting integrity standpoint it just I'm not a fan at all. Ariana, talk me off the ledge, or 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 join me on it, if you will. Well, I I'm right there, right there with you. I mean, it's it's there's no diversity in certain weeks within the schedule. There's no like that's like yeah. I'm gonna pull in another sports reference here. Football. We just saw the Ravens and the Bengals play, and now we're seeing it again. It just doesn't feel good. It feels icky. And to have them play literally both times 11 days apart, a month, I think it's a month or so separate from even each other, July, the beginning of July and the beginning of August, just feels like there was no effort to kind of examine it, it felt a lot like they put the home schedule on one piece of paper and the away schedule on another piece of paper, and the two did not talk to each other. Um, and there are other games where, say, uh, Tulsa, we play them March 28th away and then September 30th at home. Those are so far apart that it feels like they could have shuffled some of those middle games to maybe spread out those games a little bit more. It just, there was no kind of communication and it feels a lot like, I mean, both teams then are traveling the hounds traveling to Louisville and then Louisville traveling to the hounds and vice versa. It's just in 11 days just feels almost like you could hop a plane together, but there's a game in between. 
And even then, the game in between feels weird. I don't know. I just, it, it feels like they didn't, they didn't really think about this schedule, at least on the players or on the, the turnaround for a couple of, I mean, that's what, three that we found? Those yeah. are the only three, yeah. but I mean, yeah, that's a lot. But that's our schedule. I'd be intrigued. I haven't looked into depth at other schedules. You know, is is ours the only one that was shafted in this way, or have others been stacked funny? Yeah, it's. And part of me wants to to get a little angsty about it. Part of me does it because I mean the league is for all the garage league faults, and there's plenty of them. The league is the schedule is getting better with every passing year on the on the whole. Um, I, I would really like to see this get to a point where if we're going to do this uh, two games against everyone in the East and a, a game against teams in the West for as long as that can last until um, teams add or drop to, to screw it up. But anyways, if we're going to do this, you're playing everyone in your conference twice, I would really like to see you play everyone in that conference once before you see anyone a second time. I just, just from a sporting integrity standpoint, I think that's that's not that big of an ask. I get some teams don't have their, um, are kind of limited on their home dates because they don't control the stadium and that dictates maybe more games front end of the schedule, back end of the schedule or something like that. But we could do better than seeing a team twice in less than two weeks. I don't think that's a huge ask. Yeah. Um, I put this out on, on, on the Twitters the other last night. Uh, in this, this opening 10 game stretch, uh, uh, away at El Paso on April 22nd, away at, Indy on April 29th, away at Monterey Bay on May 5th. Uh, that will be combined over 9,500 miles in that um, in that stretch. Um, 148% of what the Steers did the entire season. Um, that's just that's a that's a shit ton of miles. Um, if I'll be curious how this team looks for that game at Monterey Bay, which is on a Friday. Um, that's that's a big ask. If if this team looks good through that three game set or the the coming out of that three game set, I I'll start feeling pretty good about maybe how this team is how this team is constructed because that that's a big ask on the travel front. And I'm just quickly racking my brain this like the last of the day or so of when I've seen the Hounds have a, a a travel schedule quite like that. I can't remember one. Obviously, the lack of cross country travel for the last few years contributes to that. But who? That's I mean that's a bear of a of a run there. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and right after a, a almost two week break. From March twenty eighth to April eighth. Yes, and that's a, a good mean, thing. You point that out. Plus, go, go on. I've, in there, I'm assuming, while it hasn't, to my knowledge, been released yet, I do remember last year we played an early um, U.S. Open Cup game in there somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, an early April game. Um, be it that be thrown in there as well whether it's home or away will be interesting but that is a I mean that's nearly two weeks yeah let's actually let's throw that in there now um, where the open cup um, where the open cup games I mean, will fall into this it, it, second round actually would fall right into that um, in yeah, between, fourth, fourth to the sixth so good call on that that's exactly where it would go it, so it's going to fall on that Tuesday, Tuesday in Wednesday. Um, what would that be? So that'd be the 
Second and third? Fourth to the sixth. Fourth, fourth to the sixth. So we would Which be- would still be a week between the 28th and one of these games. A week and some change. Say, you know, it's a Wednesday. That's a little over a week. And then less than a week to the eighth. And they're doing, they're putting two weeks between the Open Cup games now. So the next one would fall between the Rio Grande Valley and El Paso, I'm, I'm assuming? Yes. So that'd be um, in what the. Yeah. Uh, 18, 19. 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And in most years, you do get shafted. That's a midweek game, and you have to have games on either side of that. So to have about a week off prior to the first game. Um, especially since we're away from where we come from and could be away to wherever we go is a little bit lucky. It's a nice little breather in case, I don't know, we're one of the teams that has to play a pro team in the first round or something. Yeah, but that's going to be bad news for the uh, the the not-quite-Rochester runners when we play them this year. It also adds another travel potential travel day to... The 22nd, 29th, and 5th. You're absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. There's a chance they'd be if home. If we have the 18th and the 19th. They'd be home for Rio Grande on yeah. the 15th. They could travel for the for the Open Cup and then travel for El Paso, Indy, Monterey Bay. And, and then, hold on. Let's throw this in there. Um, the fourth round, if they got past the third round, the fourth round would then fall between Indy and Monterey Bay, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, the next week mm. after Monterey Bay, May nine and ten. Okay, so which actually, so still, a, fri- a Friday game there would actually work to the Hounds' advantage in terms of having an extra extra travel day. Mm-hmm. And then back at home on the thirteenth. Those three sets of home of away league days uh, is Indianapolis in the middle is probably the first one I'll consider going to, and I hope. Uh, we have at least a few people I, going to the astute institution of Indiana University, Purdue, University of Indiana. I concur. Um, I have that one already marked as a potential away travel game. Um, never been to Indianapolis. That would be fun. Sadly, I... Indy's I, a cool city. I will not be able to make that one. I already have things going on. And that's... that's I almost feel like the... Because everyone's kind of talking, or at least all the indie fans lovingly talk about how that place is a bit of a shithole. Um, and I kind of want to go to it even more than maybe like a Louisville. But uh, sadly, I will not be able to, to make it this year. Um, but I encourage everyone to make that trip themselves. Um, yeah, we did. We did Indy in the, in the times of COVID. Correct. But that okay. was at the Indianapolis Colts Stadium inside. Yes. Even in a normal year, it was it would be very cavernous played on football field lines. IUPUI stadiums much more. Um, but they got a big jaguar a, head a, in the middle of their field. I like. I don't mind having the the logo at center field. That doesn't. That's not as off putting as any other field marking that doesn't belong on a soccer field. See, we traveled a lot in last year, which is. Um, about four hours. And that's fun on a Louisville holiday weekend. About Again. Yeah, Thank you, I'm USL. That one. I have that one start as well. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's an obvious. There, there should be able, we should Day be able Sunday. to do something. We should be able to do something similar to last year in terms of a, a traveling mm-hmm. caravan out to uh, good old Leesburg, Virginia. Do you hope they do, assuming you go to it, do you hope that they do a day game again, like at 2 or 3 in the afternoon or whatever, or do you want to do, do a night game since you're probably off work on that Monday anyway? I am off work that Monday. Um, so that's a personal preference for you Was it a day game? Guys. Last year, was, was no, it this, a day game? No, this past year wasn't. It was not at 4 o'clock? No. No. Oh, I have no, it. No, it was dark out when the game ended. Where It was dark out. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get back till till late. I mean, late. Let me check. It's on my Ticketmaster. Yeah, it was dark out when that thing ended. All right. I well mean, then. we didn't leave Pittsburgh until like noon. All right. Well, then, what's your preference then? What would you rather it be, a day game or a night game again? If it. <sighs> 
Game started at 7.15. All right, well, I'm dumb and a moron, but my question is still out there. The question's still out there. You know what? I'm going to take – I'll take – the problem is there's nothing to do there after the game. I mean, my, my I agree. all-time – I would prefer to go out there. Which is why we bounce after the game. Which is why we bounce. And I, I, I'm a big fan of going to the, going to the game – be able to crack some beverages afterwards and and crash at a hotel, but there is just nothing out there. Um, honestly, I yeah. I would even I would not mind the day game. Get out there early, get on the road early, go out there, uh, do some tailgating at the lot, some unofficial tailgating at the lot, and then uh, collect three points and go home. Only, only because there's nothing else out there to do. Otherwise, I'd, I'd rather stay in that town. Like if you're going to Detroit or Louisville or something like that. Right. Or Indy, some, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I, I am going to have to agree with that. I think a day game, while it pushes our time to leave a little earlier, which, you know, not necessarily a, a morning person, but... Um, a day game that way you're there and back and in somewhat reasonable uh, window. I mean, we didn't get back till late last year, so you're looking at a little earlier, at least maybe before midnight, driving back. Speaking of away games, here here are your Western Conference, um, your six away conf- Western Conference away days: at Colorado Springs, at El Paso, at Monterey Bay, at Oakland, at Orange County, at San Antonio. Uh, any of those speak to you in terms of of an away day you'd want to do uh, to the other half of the country? Um, personally, I can't. I don't. I'm sad it falls early in the year that it's, and I can't make it happen. I really want to do Colorado Springs. The stadium looks interesting. Uh, I like that part of the country, um, so I'm sad. That that's not going to happen. Monterey Bay falling on a Friday is kind of annoying and, and a little bit of bullshit. Um, and then I've that kind of to me just leaves San Antonio as, as an option that I would do as a a West Coast, not West Coast, but Western Conference away day. Um, but Ariana, any, any of these kind of speak to you as something you'd want to do? I mean, San Antonio sounds fantastic. My only qualm would be how late it is in the season. Not soccer season, but temperature season. You're looking at a warm game. Oh, that's going to be a warm And I'm not a fan of the heat. Um, The Colorado Springs game, I mean, I have... That would be a fantastic game. I think that'd be so much fun. Um, I've never been to Colorado. Uh, my brother goes skiing there every now and then, and he says it's a beautiful area, a beautiful place. So Colorado Springs would be an, a cool one to go to. Um, El Paso? No. Yes. That's another early one, right? El Paso? Uh, April 22nd. Yeah. That one would be good because while it is a southern, warmer state, you're looking at April. Um, I, I I was looking at the schedule and kind of seeing if there were home uh, away games in the longer stretches where we could kind of break up. We're well, not going from a home game into an away game, or you pick the middle away game. That way, you have a little bit of soccer, <laughs> a little bit of in-person soccer. Um, but those two would be cool to do early in the season where it's it's cooler, um, so you're not too hot, especially in the southern portion of the country. But Colorado, that'd be a nice one. Yeah, what kind of traveling would you look at for uh, for the West Western Conference? Uh, truthfully, I'm probably not doing any of them. But the only one that like made me move my eyebrow at least a little bit was Oakland. I thought I think Oakland's a really cool city be a good time to visit it the other one now that i'm sitting here thinking about it listening to you guys 
Orange County is a big hotbed for music. If there was a music festival that week, since it's during the midweek, you know, it's feasible, but that's a lot of effort and a lot of money. And I'm probably not going to do either one of them. California is an expensive state to travel to. So that's why you only visit. Everything's far away. You don't it's, stay. You just visit. It's, it's so hard. <laughs> Uh, good news on the schedule front, as best I can tell, unless a team has switched fields or some doing some goofy thing that I'm unaware of. Only two baseball fields that the Hounds will play on this year, and they're going to be done in the first four games after Memphis and Tulsa. So that's a oh, positive. Nice. Those are hard games to watch. Yeah, I mean to follow. I mean Memphis. <laughs> that that that. Near side, uh, on the left hand left hand side, near touch line, you lose that the ball in that corner. Tulsa, it it is it's a weird sight line, um, but yeah, the with New Mexico coming to Pittsburgh this time that takes that one out of play, um, and that should be what it is for Monterey Bay. Like. What is Monterey Bay's home field situation? Uh, it is. Is it their own place? I, I take it it's a soccer field. It is a yeah. It's not. It's as best I could tell when I watch those games. I don't think it's multi-purpose or it's multi-purpose in the in the sense that it's soccer first and kind of like Highmark how they they might put down some lines for like the occasional lacrosse or field hockey game or something like that. Sure. Okay. It is a shared use. I think Car- Cardinal Stadium is what is coming up for me. That sounds right. Uh, it is a soccer-specific stadium, but shared use, as in California State University, uses it, yeah. owns it. But okay, it's so the, 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 the local college. The camera. But it's a soccer field. The camera angle and everything is proper for for soccer. Yeah. yeah. And that's basically like Hounds, Hounds West now, with uh, Hugh Roberts, Christian Vlaske. <laughs> Uh, Alex Dixon, yeah, crazy times. Oh, that would be a nice one to go to. to I see Dixon again. I would be all for it. I, it's a damn shame that's a it's on a Friday. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Yeah. What does that make? <clears throat> so uh, we talked about this a bit uh, to start here. It's uh, it's a summer of soccer. Uh, in Pittsburgh this year. Oh, yeah. In June, you are looking at, uh, what, one, two, three home games out of four in June. So it's a, uh, it's a four-game uh, month in June. Uh, home against Phoenix, home with Charleston, home to San Diego, and then that just-mentioned away game. Uh, but then we get to July. Kids, <laughs> they have <clears throat> one home game, two home games, three home games, four home games, five home games in July. That's with two away games in there. That's a seven-game, five-home-game month in July. Uh, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be uh, packed. And like, like I mentioned, I think we're going to probably be a bit... A bit Tired and annoyed with you, um, with each other, uh, and you would think with five home games you could at least sl- slide one on there on July Fourth. But no, there will be no Fourth yeah. of July home game, which takes me back May to the, rest in peace. Yeah, to the to the home opener. Um, so there's no no big tailgating day for the home opener. Uh, no big tailgating day with uh, without the game on the Fourth of July. Please do not sit here and tell me that the Saturday game. Uh, right after the 4th of July counts, because it does not count. Um, yeah. So, a bit annoying about that. We kind of knew that was coming. Um, there was things spoken from people at the club, how uh, with the 4th of July falling midweek, it does not make for a, a practical date in the, the USL calendar. Um, except, pull up the USL calendar... There are two other games around the league on July 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Las Vegas is hosting and Colorado Springs is hosting. 
so then I thought, well, maybe it's a it's a matter of teams that don't control their own stadiums, and they just kind of like it was an open date that they had to use. But no, Colorado Springs uh, basically controls the stadium much like the the Hounds control Highmark. And to the best of my knowledge, uh, the Las Vegas Lights are the primary tenant and schedule makers for Cashman Field. So. Uh, if anyone wants to sit there and tell you that it was not going to be feasible to play a game at home on July 4th, you look that person in the eyes and you tell them, that's bullshit. Okay. I don't know how that went away because we used to have those, we had that every year for like seven or eight straight years. So is the is the league no longer throwing us a bone that we're not asking for? Do we do something else in the schedule that's kind of a downside and as a return as a favor we get the fourth of july game is it because too many other teams control their own stadium that like we don't get the perks of having a fourth of july game because we've always controlled our own stadium for the last 10 years or so like what the hell happened i have my theory i've thrown it out there before um i'll leave it at that at the moment but i have my theory ariana it, it feels also annoyed it with feels me like here. a half ass Excuse. Yeah, I mean, you can't say we don't have a Tuesday game. We have an earlier in the season Tuesday game, the 28th of March. Um, so it's not like, you know, we were thrown about, you know, we oh, we can't have Tuesday games. We can. We have one. Um, we, there's also, weirdly, a Monday, July 3rd game, uh, a Friday, July 7th. It just feels... I don't I don't know. Like they wanted to break up that week, but for what reason? Um I don't I don't even see, you know, we're not even going to be coming, you know, heading head to head with uh, opening cup games. We're not there's no from what I can see conflict on a on a 4th of July game. Now maybe we just got the luck of the draw the last couple of years, but it doesn't really feel like we would have for multiple years in a row. And that's, um, and it, it, all that's fine, but don't, don't have someone sit there and tell you that it's a, it's a league issue or it's a scheduling issue. And this, just those two game, that Tuesday game just does not fit into the schedule league wide. And then have the schedule come out with two games being played on that day. Like if it's some other reason, just say it, but don't, don't fucking give me some line. That's going to be, proven incorrect, you know, when the schedule comes out, it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, on the, on the, the line of, uh, midweek home games, only two this year, uh, the aforementioned, uh, home opener on a Friday. And then, and this is something that is this is league wide. Every team is having one home, at least one home Wednesday game uh, for the Hounds. That falls on July 26 against uh, Indy 11. Um, that's going to be part of that crazy s um, July where we just live at Highmark Stadium. <laughs> Only get one home midweek game is really lucky considering. They're trying to squeeze more games than there are weeks in the season. Kind of lucked out there, especially because only three, two or three years ago, we had like 10 midweek games throughout the whole year combined home and away. Like they're just doing such a good job at minimizing those. And to luck out and only get one is awesome. Last year we were tracking. Maybe that's where. Last year we were tracking attendance and like we were almost getting to have. Highmark have 4,000 people on average, and then we had a couple late midweek games that kind of nuked that idea. That's not happening this year. Might get it this year if the trends are the same. Between between not having a ton of early season bad weather games um, and not having a ton of midweek games, I mean, you think it's feasible that they could, they could tick over 4,000 for average attendance? Um, yeah, but they'll have... Yeah, because... The, the Hounds season ticket base is not strong. They always rely on people buying tickets. 
to be a season ticket holder, I think this year is going to be a pain in the ass because of how many weeks consecutively they're going to take it up. But if you're a casual fan that only goes to one game a year or a, uh, maybe a handful of games a year, you have the pick of the litter here in the summer. I think there's a good chance for a strong summer um, for the more casual fan that way. See, uh, my, my first fear, and this could be completely off base, is with that many games in July that you might have gotten, you may have encouraged people to come to a game or two if they were better spread out. Or they come to more games in total if they were more spread out, but with them being so compact into a short time span that they might come to a game or two less just because they all fall so close together. But that could be just me not uh, not knowing how the business works. Now, from my, from my own perspective, thinking that um, I bring friends to games like ten times a year, it's gonna be it's gonna be a harder ask, I think. Ariana, are you concerned about that many games in July uh, affecting? How often people will come out? Is it just too much soccer in, in one month? I think for some people it can be too much soccer. Um, I think what what will happen in June and July is potentially casual soccer fans will, you know, oh, there's a game this weekend. Maybe we should go. Oh, but wait, there's another game next weekend. Um, and we get a lot of those you know, oh, it's a nice weekend out. Maybe I can do some yard work. Knowing that there's another game right around the corner, another home game right around the corner that they can choose to go to. Um, it feels like we might, but at the same time, having that many home games might attract more fans when you have the ability to build like small sport, not us supporters, but but people who might just be casually into to soccer, or the Riverhounds or whatnot, you know, you go to the first game in, in an early June game and you get really excited and then there's another home game next weekend and you just kind of live on that high and keep going game after game after game. And because there's so many packed in those months, even in the beginning of August, the first two games in the beginning of August are home games as well. So then you just kind of start packing on this like rush and maybe we attract more fans that way. Um, but I think it also depends on weather. People don't want to sit out there, especially in a stadium where our supporter section gets pelted with the sun until about halftime. It's hard to get people to come out there and want to sit in that heat and that direct sunlight and the warmth. So I don't know. I'm intrigued to see how it goes. Um, I think the beginning of June will be fun to to watch. Um, I unfortunately might not be able to attend any of the June games uh, with weddings booked every weekend. Oh, um, you're at that. You're at the everyone's getting married age, be, aren't you? I am a wedding planner. I'm a, a, oh. a wedding coordinator for the Frick um, where I work. So. Are these, okay, um, so these have, are not friends' weddings. These are work weddings. No, these are work weddings. Okay, never mind. Um, I retract that statement. Second retraction for the yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Not, not so fun. Um, but potential of being there. But um, on the other hand, June is our pride month. June is pride month. Um, June is the month we usually do the goal. Um, yep. The, the, pride the, raiser fundraiser pride raiser for the goal yeah um so it'll be fun to see last year we didn't get to see a lot of goals at home mainly because one there weren't that many games and we didn't score a lot when we were at home um so it'll be fun to see potentially see our you know pride raiser goals grow with our three home games um to be able to cheer that on and then four if we include the beginning of july um in our games in our home games for june so I'm intrigued. Yeah, this this whole this June July first part of August is it might be an interesting little experiment in terms of of the amount of soccer uh, people will will watch in a short amount of time in a short condensed time span. Um, I mean the 
the the uses the you know the more diehard sickos will be seen a lot more but it would be interesting to look at the hounds data in terms of how many repeat single ticket buyers they get in that that time span or uh, I mean, if you're a data nerd, I, I can imagine those two months uh, being kind of interesting to, to pour through the numbers and see what works and what doesn't work in, ter- in terms of of sales to, to single-game buyers, for sure. Uh, back, half, back half of the schedule, after you get past July and then the, and then the August, it, the, the schedule actually, to me, ends very nicely. It's a bunch of just Saturday games. I think the I want to say the last seven off my uh, off the top of my mind. The last seven games are all just seven. yeah, just Saturdays. And yeah. so much like this last year, it's a nice non-hectic way to go into uh, the playoffs. So I I and that's one thing I think helped the Hounds this last year was a lot of the teams around them have, were playing multi-game weeks. In that last month, and the Hounds were just nicely riding this one game a, a week run. So that I think is a, is a real nice positive for the Hounds. And we get we get a loose beginning and a loose end, but packed summer, which will go either way. It just my biggest complaint about the end of the season is no home game in all of October. I mean. Oh no, there will Barring be. Barring we have October, a home playoff game. October twenty first. <laughs> home playoff game. We're manifesting it now. Yep. October twenty first is just Speak X it off into that day. existence. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh but the week before that playoff game, uh closing off the regular season at Detroit. Detroit. Guy is guys if we can't God forbid there's something on the line that week. If we cannot get a group of a, a respectable group of people out to Detroit with all the advance notice that we're getting to finish out the season. I don't I don't want to care about October weather maybe not being great. It's mid October. It's gonna be a little it's gonna be light jacket weather, little, okay? Little, we can make this work. Chilly. It's gonna be a little chilly. Yeah. We can It's the last game oh. of the season. We're going out there. Uh, I I'm gonna be a little annoyed slash mad if we don't have a nice contingency going out there. Um, I'm sure Detroit will be doing their like their their Player of the Year award. We can be there just a shit all over that. It'll be beautiful. Um, it's only four and a half hours. Yes, correct. Only a smidge longer than Loudon. So I'm. I mean, I'm on board. I'm here for it. If if you can't if if you're this is your best chance. If you're diehard enough to be listening to this podcast, especially. 50 minutes into this podcast and you're thinking I'm on the fence about Detroit on October 14th. What the hell are you doing? Yes, you're going, you're obviously going find your carpool buddies. I don't know. Maybe we can make a bus happen. Who knows? Uh, but no, you're going to be there. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Any questions? The, that's just, I mean, you have to assume the end of the season there will there will be you know some shifting in in the uh, you know the upper league the upper playoff picture. Yes. <laughs> um, so that no matter what will be an awesome game to go to. On top of that, you know we have our biggest rivalry fan wise with the Detroit fans. Um, so I'm I'm pretty pumped for that game. We're well, gonna take the first game. We might as well, you know, take the second game too. What would you rather have for that? Just uh, all things considered, in terms of atmosphere and just, uh, you know, pounding your chest, enthusiasm. Would you want that game to be where something like there is absolutely something aligned for both teams in that game, or the the Hounds are in comfortably. Detroit is out or on the bubble, and I mean, either one could be fun. That's what I want. What Hounds in and Detroit sitting tenth or something Hounds like that? Hounds in, yeah. Hounds in. I want Hounds like 
fighting for top seed, fighting for top two, something. I want them, you know, we've got the number one, number two seat riding on it. And I want Detroit to have this game and they make it in kind of mentality. I want that clash at the end of the season. I want us to be, you know, or even fighting for, you know, home home field advantage, you know, that, that middle cutoff in the middle of the standings where, you know, someone's fighting for home field advantage. I'm, I'm here for that. I think that will add to the atmosphere, especially if we can get a, a, a fantastic group of people on our side to go. They always show up really well um, when they come to Highmark. So it'll be, I think it'll be fun to be able to carry both of that. The first game is July, I'm looking now, July 15th. Um, so I think that'll be a good break between the two games. Yak, you want you want stakes on, on the line for that last game? You're asking me if I would rather be stressed out during the game or not, and so I'm going to say no. What kind of Hounds fan are you? <laughs> One who understands his limits. Listen, I'll be pumped we'll be, no matter we'll what. I, I love October soccer. Cold we'll be weather stressed soccer out no matter what. That's true. No, I, I still will be a mess, I'm sure. But oh, I don't know. Be if number one and if the Hounds are like, if the Hounds have nothing stressed. to play for, like in the playoffs, but really can't improve their position all. In Detroit is is like got their nails dug in on like the the eight C or something like that, and and be really uh, funny. And and Bob Lee can can play Scar to their Mustafa. Um, Oh fuck! I'm off. Oh, I'd I'd be the most obnoxious person in that building for two hours. It'd be so funny, Guaranteed. wouldn't it? I mean, I'm here for it. Either way, I'm here for it. So everyone listening is also here for it. If you made it this far into this podcast, you should obviously be into it. Uh, I mean, that's where I I stay on the on this this schedule now with rosters incomplete mm. and having no idea how the the next nine months of our lives will, will play out. Uh, Yak, any any final thoughts you want to throw out there, put into the ether? Nope, I got nothing. I'm sorry. Go 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 to home games, go to close <laughs> away games. That's all I got. I was waiting for something really profound after that pause. Uh-uh. No, right. I, I wanted something, but I got nothing. Nothing profound from Yak. Ariana, you do better. Uh, probably not. Um, I've actually been eyeing another away game uh, to attend. Uh, the Charleston game down in Charleston, mainly on July 22nd, mainly because I have family down there. So I could travel and uh, visit with them, which would be awesome. I wanted to do it last year when I visited them, but uh, the schedule just didn't line up. Um, so I- that would be cool. Five five Saturdays of, of Hounds in a row would be insane in July for me. Um, but I'm here for it. I actually but have I that. Think, I have that game on my, my like Google flight price tracker. Um, I yeah. also have family down there and I, I've been down there for a wedding or two. I've not, I'm annoyed that it's, it won't be able to be at black bond. Um, they're not Patriots point. So you don't get to see the, the kind of the, the, the historic stadium, but it that is on my. It's circled in pencil. Um, again, being at a soccer a Hounds game every single Saturday in July is a big ask. But I also have that. Um, I have that circled, so we may have to coordinate. Yeah, I mean it'll make up for me potentially not being able to attend any home game in June. Um, so. You know, no June, all July, you know, two extremes, but um, it's definitely, um, yeah, also penciled in. I have I have a few that are pretty much uh, in pen, and I have a couple in, per, in uh, pencil, so, um, but I'm excited. The I wish it was a little spread out, mainly because of my work season is the summer, just as well as the hound season is the summer. Um, but I'm I'm excited for this. I'm a little bit more. I mean, I still have my qualms with with 
bits and pieces of the schedule as we've discussed in this episode, but I'm a little bit more, you know, we've talked it out. We've, you've talked me from some ledges, which is, which is nice. Um, and see, I'm excited to see how we continue to build our roster um, and, and to build a winning roster. Cause that's, that's what, that's what, what's going to happen is this roster is going to be a damn good one. Last one. Um, only because they always are in the first two or three weeks of the year. And now they're, they're second, um, second to the end Tampa Bay, October 7th. I, if the flights aren't stupid expensive, I'm, I'm curious on that one too. I, the game in 2021, I used the Tampa game as a vacation week, and Tampa is a great city, and it won't be completely unbearably hot by that time. So maybe, maybe. All right. I think people people should should put a little circle around that one as well. I think flights to Florida are always super cheap too. That's I'm I'm assuming that um, when we get a little bit closer to the to that date that you'll find flights at a reasonable price. I mean, I, we did that Miami thing. Those flights were stupid cheap. Yeah. But that was also kind of coming out of pandemic stuff. And Miami plays this game that's around nothing. It's close to a pool hall. Come to, come to, come to Sharpsburg. We have a pool hall. I'll, I'll probably take you up on that, actually. Uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Ariana, uh, what did you learn tonight? Um, I learned that I'm probably going to travel more this year. Uh, it's good to hear that, you know, I had had a couple of these games starred, um, but no one had really mentioned it um, in any group chat I've been in talking about the schedule and away games. Um, How and many I group chats really are you in for the schedule? How many group chats are you in? Oh, probably three or four. I mean, it, with with Discord, our discords alone, I'm in three different ones. Um, and then, you know, I have a couple on Snapchat conversations and and a couple you know individual conversations it's just you know i put field feelers out to see you know we have that away away trips and and some people have mentioned some and i was bummed you know at first seeing that i probably couldn't attend a bunch in in june um but now knowing that i have a couple of you know more away games started uh i'm excited uh and to travel i you know fun fact about me i've been to quite a few countries um in my in my travels i nearly ran out of pages in my passport which is super exciting but since the pandemic i haven't been able to travel anywhere or do anything um recently so it's been a little bit of a i've been my travel but i've been i've been meaning to travel um so i'm excited that at least a couple of games have been talked about here enough that people might might be interested in traveling to those so um yeah and i'm glad that people are just as uh, fired up about the schedule as i am so yak yeah. she gave you a long time to think about it what'd you learn <laughs> between may 13th and august 12th that is 14 saturdays the hounds are at home at 11 of them plus loud and away almost makes 12 and both of you sickos or potentially adding a 13th one by flying to Charleston. <laughs> well, at least I'm friends with the right people, so that's cool. Yeah. This, <sighs> that's a loss. That's a lot of Saturdays. I'm, I'm losing out on potential, uh, potential, potential paydays going to Hounds games, but the things we do to be thoroughly frustrated by the time October rolls around. I'm going to get that summer like farmer's tan in the parking lot. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty yeah. damn much. Lots of sunscreen. Yeah. The summer summer sunscreen. Yeah. Summer summer of Hound Saturdays. Summer of Saturdays. We might have to summer have like sunscreen. different drinking themes for all these um, all these July games. Well... 
I see. I put this out in the universe for July. I think it'd be awesome if we did a Christmas in July uh, game. We have plenty of games to play with, um, so that would be fun, um, in my opinion. But uh, uh, we could do a different themed weekend. Mix it up. We can't go. We can't go too heavily themed, or else we're going to be the hounds. Um, but I'm. Th- I'd be down for something. Something to. to Mix it up in the the dog days of J- July soccer every damn every damn week. <laughs> I'll also have my pudding shots, so that's the most important. Boom. Maybe it's a lot of weekends in a row. It is, but uh, on that note, it's probably time to close this bad boy out. We'd like to thank the beautiful game network providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at BGN.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at Facebook.com slash SpaceBabiesPGH. The show is produced by Joe Majorak. Email the show at PGHStewArmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Yak and Ariana, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.